I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And we coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast, Yanos, presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar in beautiful downtown Detroit. My name is Jordan Hall. And I'm joined, as always, by a man who, according to his own words, is now vaxxed, waxed, and relaxed. It's Eric Wayne. <laughs> Eric, how are you doing? How, did, you have, did you have a nice uh, nice vacation? It was great. You know, my Speedo was on, you know, bare and just tanned. Oh, I, I'm living the beach life, my friend. I'm sure your kids were thrilled to see so much more of their father than they, I'm assuming, <laughs> normally would see. I don't know. Maybe you're shirtless on the regular. You know, children have no greater desire than to see their father, you know, bronzed with a little bit of gut hanging over the banana hammock and, you know, oiled in some fashion. Don't all children want them? I think so. It's actually funny. Do you know the Borat mankini? Of course, it goes over their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, the, the, the guy that I work with and I were discussing, like, Obviously, it was made for a joke, but you know that there's somebody out there that would actually wear that thing. Yeah, Europeans. <laughs> they, they have different social mores. That is very true. Uh, was there a specific highlight to your vacation? Well, speaking of that, I learned that my brother, when he was in Europe, visited a nude beach. So this is kind of topical. So uh, I, I found that fascinating. My own flesh and blood would do this. I encouraged him. You know, Bravo, live that European lifestyle. Did he describe that experience? Sorry. He did a little bit. I guess it was fairly benign. I'm assuming, like, I, I feel like... Would you like, visit a nude beach? Uh, I'm, so here's the thing. Like, I feel like the, <laughs> the pervert inside everyone is like, oh, nude beach, like, that would probably be interesting. But I bet it's way more people that you would prefer to not see that way than that is fine. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. think that that is a yeah. pleasant experience for most eyeballs. And I obviously I, I've, I live in in Michigan slash Indiana. We don't have many of those. I I don't know, but I don't even know if I could look at it, another person because I would be so self conscious. Yeah, like yeah, I my little shy parts would be so shy. I don't I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Same thing with like a um you know these Japanese bathhouses or whatever. I I'm not real comfortable with nudity. Hmm. 
Interesting. To be at. Are you comfortable with you with your own flesh? Hanging I feel like out? in a locker room situation is different yeah. than like a nude beach. This is not okay. where I thought this conversation was going to be going. <laughs> what do I even forgot the question you asked me? I don't what know. Was hi- highlights. Oh. Highlights. Yeah, highlight. And you went to okay. nude beaches. <laughs> Lack of clothing was pretty much that. No, um, I went fishing, deep sea fishing. Really? It was fun. We caught, yeah, one of the dudes on the boat caught a 22-pound grouper. Dang. It's like a $600 fish. It was just, it was enormous. I'm assuming uh, so you keep that? The dude who got it did, yeah, for sure. He kept the meat and the carcass for it. What do you do in a carcass? Make more fish foods out of it like you can get the cheek meat out of it gotcha okay so it, like it has soup. dietary use okay yeah it, it was more than the yeah it they filleted it and then kept more of the meat i was thinking trophy i'm like that's a very weird trophy friends i promise you this is a detroit tigers podcast we will get there i promise Speaking you know did you get to see much of the tigers on vacation because i text I, I texted you the one day like how's your vacation going and you set you were sent me a picture like feet up looking at the the tv and said i hope the yep. tigers don't kill my vibe and i want to say they lost like 13 to 3 that day yeah, like, <laughs> there's some bad baseball but we had a nice setup there though whatever game was on espn uh they had a nice outdoor tv there and there were palm trees and then we had this we had drinks and it was pretty pretty good yeah that sounds sounds very nice we also went down on on spring break Different direction than you. We went to North Carolina yeah. with the in-laws. Okay. Uh, we went golfing and saw some gators and a fox. They they seem to think that... They have be- gators in North Carolina? Uh, yeah, apparently. I guess so. Yeah, and the, the fox they thought was rabid because it was out during the day. Uh, but I wanted, I wanted to feed him. They told me that that was not, in fact, a good idea. You know, who knew? Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, all I had with me on the cart was Chex Mix, so I'm not sure that that would have been particularly nutritious for our fox friend. The foxes love Chex Mix. I always assume else. that all animals like popcorn. I don't, I don't know why, but I always <laughs> think like popcorn and carrots. That's that's what animals like. We also saw some uh, dolphins on the beach, which I mean, you know me, I, w- I was pretty in on that. Yeah, you know, I thought about you a lot in a platonic way we went to the zoo oh nice and in nashville and i know you're a big zoo guy so i do and this is this is gonna make me sound like such a nerd <clears throat> but yeah. i know that well, a I, lot of what you do does so. i know the name of the aardvark at the at the nashville zoo his name is winsel um and they they do winsel wednesdays on their instagram account like tigers minor league winsel perez uh wouldn't that be like wednesday l because there's there's two e's is there not Pretty white. I do not know. All right, this took a turn. All right, so Eric, I came. <laughs> I appreciate you thinking about me at the zoo. Uh, so Hardvarks, yes, yeah. and Wenzel, Wenzel, yeah, Wenzel, yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll get Keenan on the show again and just specifically ask about that. Uh, so Eric, this week I came across an interesting article. It was a piece online in what looked like a, I mean, it's essentially a glorified blog page, blog page. But I was trying to come across as this kind of legitty news magazine type, and the headline <laughs> read as such. Married woman pays professional cuddler $80 an hour to hold her. Apparently, Ooh. in New York, there's a service called <laughs> Cuddlist uh, that people use to hire professional, I'm using air quote here, uh, cuddlers. And Better than a cuddle, never mind. Keep going. But apparently, business is booming. Um, pro- professional cuddlers. Have you ever considered that? I do have a cuddler's body. 
You do have a you you would make a great. Yeah. What would you yeah. charge? I have warmth. I have warmth. Uh, you know, I, they're they're looking at raising the minimum wage. So maybe maybe that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this I, dude's getting eighty dollars an hour. I pay eighty dollars an hour. Uh, you know, you have to keep it professional. I would assume which so. would be hard. Which would be hard in most cases, probably. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Is this a booming industry? Professional cuddler? The article said it was, so clearly it has to be. Well, I just told you. I mean, how much? I, we, we talked a little bit about nudity. Like, how are we talking about flesh on flesh here? Or what's going on? This is fully clothed? I think it's fully clothed. Like, I think you it's need just the transfer. Or is this just, just for, for human contact? Like, I think that's the goal in this. Is, don't you need the you know skin then for the human contact? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> You're not a not a cuddleist. <laughs> so uh, I I feel like this launched me into a lot of different things. Like <laughs> like if you offered me an, a sum of money to cuddle with various people, like would you actually do it? Like for you, five minutes cuddling <laughs> Ron? You're gonna cuddle me? No, not no. Oh, this oh, is asking for, you. Oh, for oh, in, in, okay, got it. Five minutes cuddling Ron Gardenhire for five grand. You do it? For sure. I, I mean, he could pay me four grand and I could, I would do it. What's the, what's the minimum I mean, that you I, would do that? I, I ruined the joke. I was going to say, I would pay, I would pay him, I would pay him six grand to do it. I'm bad at this. Oh my gosh. And not a great uh, negotiator. <laughs> right. Uh, what is, what, what did you ask? What's the least I would take? Yeah. Well, I mean, Nothing. I mean, just for the privilege of cuddling with Ron. I mean, that would be great. I feel like I would cuddle with just about anybody for like, not life changing money, but like, you know, day changing money. Like you give me a hundred bucks in my pocket. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) This is a baseball podcast. We're talking about cuddling. You we're, Ron Gardenhire was shoehorned in there. This is still baseball content. So speaking of, it brings us this week's leadoff question. Who oh from my gosh. who from the Tigers universe do you imagine would give the best hugs? Uh, well, it's got to be <laughs> it's got to be somebody with some flesh. Of course, right? of course. You, you don't want anybody bony. No, you don't want Chris. No one wants to call Chris Sale. It's like cuddling a stalk of celery. Yeah, he'd probably puncture some of your skin. <laughs> he would. He's a, he's a slender individual. Uh, so maybe one of the fielders. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, Prince or Cecil. I'm going to go with, I don't they know. They should be hugging each other. Like Neither of them up, seem like particularly warm people, which I feel like is an, another key component in this situation. Okay. So I have the perfect answer then. All right. If you're going with that. And that is Brian Pena. Yes, that that is the correct answer. He fits the profile, doesn't he? He does, definitely. Happy and snuggly. Yeah. I went with Rule 5 Ronnie. Big guy, seemed like a fairly genial guy. And I imagine, I feel like he could probably use the emotional support right about now. (laughs) He's he's hurt, right? He's hurt? No. With all due respect to Rule 5 Ronnie, (laughs) does it matter? Oh. He we, we carried him and now he's out of out of sight, out of mind. Yes, hopefully forever. Poor poor shy Ronnie. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter 
and Instagram. I am at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain, and the show is at Podcast Yanos. And we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever platform you're listening to the show on. And of course, the show is brought to you by Moots Pizzeria in downtown Detroit. Looking to grab a bite before or after the game, Moots Pizzeria and Bar, located on Library Street, nailed it this this week. Uh, in the heart of Detroit is one of the Motor City's hottest restaurants. I feel like you're you're something snarky is percolating. Well, I'm just uh, you better get this promo in because it's the last week we're going to be sponsored by Moots Pizza. <laughs> after all the nudity and snuggling talk, <laughs> we better get it in. Get it in, Hall. Moots Pizzeria is the is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the city. I loved the truffled bu- truffled bumblebee appetizer and Nana's meatballs. Uh, or if you're feeling generous, try splitting one of their specialty pizza with friends. Um, there's no judgment here. Check out MootsPizzeria.com to view the entire menu. And remember, Moots validates your parking for two hours when you park in the Z lot. Yes. Be sure yes. to tell them, Jordan, that's me, and Eric, that's yes, him. Me sent you yeah go get the pizza that sounds delicious pizza is delicious and moots pizza Mm. is even more delicious still i'm blaine hardy and you're listening to the podcast Yanos. so since the last episode uh it hasn't exactly been a joyride for the fellas uh but last night monday night we were treated to an absolute gem as our buddy jacob skaronic put it and i'm quoting here listen i'm not saying that mize's dominance is a result of chris fetter but i'm also not not or i'm i'm also not not saying that and then he tagged me Casey was pretty good last night, and Chris Fetter. This was his, the, his first start back on under Chris Fetter. I mean, I'm I'm connecting dots Jordan. with with Jake right here, for sure. Jordan, Jordan, you're developing a reputation. Thanks are, to are you, you putting it all over the internet. Uh, you know, you need to maybe maybe wedge a little less cuddling with you and Chris Fetter. Never, Gotta never. <laughs> Although I take I, I do say that one of the first guys on the show that I ever was so so tight with was Mike Pelfrey and that didn't necessarily end so well. So maybe I should take and then Verhagen and then Blaine. Yeah, you're gonna destroy our pitching coach before he has a chance. My apologies, everyone. So uh are we talking about Mr. Casey Yeah, Mines? What did you see out of Casey last night? Well, uh, I'm not breaking down mechanics, but uh Last night was a bit of a revelation, wasn't it? It was a bit so. of, uh, you know, and people had been kind of down on him spring training. He's not finding the strike zone up and down. Uh, but I want to do a little thought experiment with you. Okay. Let's imagine Casey Mize will be, is, or will be a Hall of Fame stud pitcher. Easy to imagine Let, that. Let's imagine I'm that. there. All right. Um. Let's say he fits into the camp or the profile of somebody like Justin Verlander. Okay. Right. Or maybe Max Scherzer, who is also who is also a very good pitcher, if you haven't noticed. Probably a surefire what, Hall of Famer also. Yeah. Yeah. What do these couple guys have in common with their very earliest days in the big leagues? Ups and downs. They had ups and and they had downs. Specifically Max. Casey, I remember Max, after being traded to the Tigers, spending uh, some time in Toledo. Yeah. And, now, and he came Justin over Verlander. as more or less a you know finished product. Right. Yeah. Uh, Verlander came up and was not a, 
a finished product. I don't think they sent him back down, but they, but he, I remember listening to Dan Dickerson describe him on the radio and there were starts in there that were just plain erratic. Couldn't find the strike zone for a while, hitting guys up and down. So I'm not saying correlation is causation or ascribing too much to Casey Mize, but if you still want to dream on Casey Mize, um, his preliminary returns give you nothing to dissuade you from that. And now after last night, uh, I think it gives you even more ammunition of something to dream on because Scherzer and Verlander too had those flashes of brilliance where you're like, okay, yeah, I, I see it. And with Mize last night, it was kind of like, okay, I, I see it now. Yeah, definitely. I spent some time on, on StatCast this, this morning looking at like, so clearly he's he's pitching better these last two starts than he did at any point last year. Like, what's the difference? One thing that I think is really interesting, the average movement on each of his pitch, each of the different kinds of pitches is down across the board from last year. Really? Still above average, but it's almost now like he's this, controlled is spin, it. Is this spin rate No, this stuff? is, I mean, it's kind of more advanced are they correlated? stuff. Okay. Um, spin rates are, are fairly similar to last year, but okay. just the, the stuff isn't quite as moving as extreme, essentially. Like, I okay. think, I think he's working with a little bit more essentially command knowing how okay. far all of his, his pitches are going to break. And I got to mm. imagine that that is adjusting to, as, as Jim Price would say, the taller buildings and the brighter lights. Like this is not, you know, you, you can pitch in the sec and you can pitch in Toledo, but you get to Detroit, even with nobody in the stands and like, that's a whole different experience, even for somebody like Casey. Also, his average velocity on, on the fastball is up two miles an hour from last year. Like, that's not insignificant. Okay, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just simply getting the command and velocity combination that we expected from him. Like, I think that mm-hmm. arsenal is just with him now. And if he has that arsenal, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to doubt that some of the signs that we're starting to see are legitimate. Right. So there's no question he had all the tools, but deploying the tools to college hitters or against college hitters, I'm imagining is significantly different than deploying them against fully grown professionals. Yeah, I would certainly um, assume so. And I, I think that j- that has to just take some time and acclimation to figuring out what guys will swing at, what they won't, when I have to go in the strike zone, when I can get away with going in the strike zone, when I when I shouldn't, you know. These guys are brilliant pitchers. I'm not going to be able to second-guess them, but I'm guessing there's an acclimation process that's that's needed. Very rarely, are, especially pitchers, are coming out of the gate just mowing people down. Yeah, I feel like it always happens against us, so we think that <laughs> that is just what happens. Right but it's just because we don't have a very good offense. Like there is a reason for that. Uh, Yeah. Um, Are you starting to buy in? Like, do you think that as, as I put in the, uh, the preview show that the conventional wisdom of him having arrived, do you think we're, we're starting to see legitimate signs that we're moving that way? Well, there's two questions. Has he arrived? No, clearly not. Do you have, is there lines of evidence that say he's heading that way? Yes. I expect almost the entire year to have brilliant starts and dog starts. And I think that's going to be par for the course. Uh, and 
a Hall of Famer like Justin Verlander experienced the same growing pains, and it's nothing to yell about or get your underpants in a twist about. Um, but you just you get to enjoy the the early maturation process, and also copy paste for Tarek Scoopal. Like he came up True. last year and had more early success, but all of the things that we just said about Casey more than apply to him as well. Like he's. I feel like he's maybe shown a few more signs than Casey in the early going, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm super excited. I obviously I'm I'm the type of fan that that gets super excited, but I'm super excited. And you have to carve out your career and carve out your excellence. Nothing's given to you. Could you see one of these two guys absolutely flame out or become, you know, mediocre or less than mediocre? Sure, everybody gets to, you know, write their own story and make their own narrative. Um these are people. They're not just a, a set of numbers on a stat sheet. And we'll see. But if you want something to hope on, all the tools are there. Yeah, let's hope on them. Like sure. us being negative on Twitter and whatnot every time he has, you know, five walks in a game. Like that's not helpful. Let's let's right. be positive towards him. All right. Uh, something to be maybe a little bit less positive about. The, the Cleveland series that we just wrapped up, uh, we saw Plesak, Savale, and, and Logan Allen. It kind of... I you t- you said that you want to touch on this and I yeah, completely I agree. Kind of brought to the fore the difference in the way that the Indians and us are excuse me the I, the I words and us are are very similar franchises in terms of uh, budgets, market sizes, but we've had vastly different results over the last what ten years I, I might right. even say uh, in developing their pitching resources uh, between 2014 and 2018. We've used at least one if not two top two round picks on pitchers and yet i mean they just keep pumping out you know before before it was bieber and, and savali and plesak it was kluber and carrasco and salazar and <laughs> yep. like they just keep pumping these guys out and like, there's no discernible difference as to why we can't do it where where are we going wrong well dan dickerson broke this down on the on the broadcast a little bit and I'm going to paint with a really broad brush here and I'm going to over generalize, but it seemed like the Indians were taking guys who had excellent mechanics and feel for pitching, but were a little maybe shy on the velocity. Um, You know, maybe they showed some promise or some good, uh, potential tools, but they had the mechanics down and they, they showed some really success. And I feel like um, the Tigers modus operandi, and we joke about it all the time, is we're going to get flame-throwing SEC pitchers and we're going to hope that they find the plate. The rest of and their game, ho- yeah. We're going to hope that they, you know, the, in the NFL there's this saying, you can't teach speed. Right. And I feel like the Tigers were kind of like, well, you can't teach speed. We're going to get flamethrowers. But in the case of the Indians, I wonder if maybe you can teach speed. And that is they grow into their velocity. And with the guys that you just referenced, it seems to be a trend among the Cleveland, the Cleveland baseball team, that they pitch the guys, they, they draft the guys with the, the, the pitch ability, the good mechanics, and you hope that they add three, four, five miles per hour on their fastball as they get bigger, as they grow, and they mature. As they and get I think more, more in new coaching. And the coaching, right. But 
that seems to be a model that served them really well. What, what, what draft was it? They have 2016 was Savali, yeah, Bieber, and Plesak. And it seemed to me that those were all guys who were not lighting up radar guns, but had solid. Uh, what's what's really interesting is, is where they came from. Plesak was from Ball State. Midwest, not exactly a typical, you know, baseball sure. hot hotbed. Savali was from Northeastern. Like these are areas that that you kind of have to mine for guys because you know yeah. with, with the crappy weather that we that we have, like baseball. These is, are not Auburn, Vanderbilt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. Bieber was from. He went to UC Santa Barbara, but still, like that's I don't know, West Coast Conference team. Maybe like that's not mm-hmm. a a Pac-12 team. Yeah, they they just. They, they they scratched a little bit deeper in the surface than, like you say, going out and getting Jonathan Crawford because he throws really hard at Florida. Sure. And, you know, Alex Fajardo? Alex Fajardo. I mean, wasn't he a Florida? He was Florida? Yeah. He, yeah. Now, it, might the Tigers be departing slightly from that model? We, we've seen more position players and maybe we've seen, uh, but... Yeah, it's kind of become a running joke. Flame throwing SEC guy, oh, or drafting another reliever. Yep. So uh, here since two thousand four, or excuse me, two thousand fourteen, Turnbull, flame throwing Southern Arkansas, kid. somewhere down there. Uh, <laughs> Bo Burrows, Matt Manning, Kyle Funkhauser, uh, not Southern, but Louisville. Like he comes from an illustrious program. Fiedo, sure. obviously Casey, Florida, Casey Mize. Uh, you know, clearly that, that was a good choice, but yeah, right. it just, it reeks. And you say that you think we're changing the model. I don't know that we're necessarily yeah. changing the model on purpose. I just think that the situation has dictated varying from our obsession with hard throwing guys from Tennessee. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, we weren't going to pass on Riley green when he slipped to what five, six, seven, whatever it was. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, it will be very interesting to see what they what they do at number three. Hopefully, Jack Leiter is still there at number three, and we don't have to worry about it. Um, but I would be I'd be really interested to see what what they were able to do with Kumar in the system because that one seems like a, a train wreck waiting to happen if we're the ones that take him. Dan Dickerson had a lot of praise for a long term Cleveland coach, uh, Neblum. Um, just. I remember who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. They, they have something that they can, they can bring these guys along. I know this is going to sound terrible, but I'm, I'm used to, to watching soccer. And when somebody's doing something well at a smaller tier, somebody, a big boy will just be like, copy here. Ha- oh, I was going to say, have a lot Buy of them. money and come <laughs> right. do that for us. Sure. I mean, I feel like we could do worse. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Dan, uh, and I listened to a lot of, of Dan on the on the radio this past week because um, we were down in North Carolina, the mm-hmm. MLB app. He is absolutely incredible. Listening, listening yeah. to him call innings one through three and six through seven through nine just by himself, like it is mind numbing. As somebody who who mm-hmm. tried to do something similar a couple summers, like what he does is absolutely incredible. And Evan Woodbury, who was on the podcast with us a couple of weeks ago, joined him in the booth uh, while Jim Price was out. And he was effusive about his skills. You know, be able to sit there next to him and watch him do his thing. And it's not just calling home runs or calling exciting things. It's weaving in the promotions. It's talking about things 
when things aren't exciting. Yeah. Um, and Dan just approaches things with a sense of curiosity and wonder and exploration. And um, yeah, I, I am to Dan Dickerson what you are to Chris Fetter. I, I mean, I can never stop tooting his horn because he's amazing. Yeah, we talked. We've we've talked at length about the TV broadcast. If that is something that that you struggle with, it's twenty bucks for the the season. Download Dan and just like just just go yeah. with it. That that is the play. And I I, I hate to dog on Matt Shepard too much. It's been it's uh, been it's been done. Yeah, but because it's it's a little cliched. But I tweeted out something last night about uh, Shepard's home run calls and how they're different than Dan's. And Dan's just he relies on the the knowledge of the situation. Like, is the home run a surprise? Is it way far? Is it a wall scraper? Is it a question whether it's in or out? Um, all these things are baked into his home run calls. And on the TV side, I think it's just waiting to confirm that it's going to be out and then yell home run. Uh, and I get it. It's a hard skill, but um, I think people are even experiencing uh, longing and nostalgia for Mario and Rod. I mean, it was it was a technically better broadcast. Yeah, definitely. If I'm not mistaken, this is the last year on the Bally's contract, correct? Isn't it after for the-, the announcers or for Bally's altogether? Bally's cover- uh, carrying it. Uh, could be. I don't know. Right. Well, there, there's some. Uh, innuendo that the Illiches might start their own network. I'd be interested, or that would be interesting. You know, in the scheme of what is what does New York have? The Yes, yes. Network, and Cubs have Marquee now, I believe. I'm not sure it's so, quite the same cachet with the Tigers, the with those two teams, but uh, but sure, why not? What are you naming the network? Eat them up, Tigers. But if they're carrying, say, the okay. Red, well, obviously they have the Red Wings and the Pistons too. That'd be a fascinating question. D. What would you name the network? Yeah, that's a good question. And if they're looking for, you know, two pretty handsome gentlemen to to fill an hour on the television, you know, just just holler at your boys. Uh, Johnny Kane and uh, Ryan Field. That's not who I'm pretty sure Ryan Field has has a much bigger job than that. Yeah, at this he, point. He, he's moved to the food chain. <laughs> uh, so in addition to our struggles with developing pitchers, we've also had some rotten luck with starting pitchers. Uh, excuse me, signing pitchers, uh, culminating, of course, with Jose Arrania walking, I believe, five on Sunday. Ugh. And Julio Tehran hitting the IL. Yeah, I've been low on Urania. You, it turns out you were right. You were, you were correct. And I kind of got some crap about it because people are like, you're just judging his performance on two sp- spring training outings. And I'm like, well, he wasn't that good with the Marlins. And... Yeah. yeah. If you're the best pitch or one of the, uh, if you're a, if you can, if you're only carrying your own with the Marlins, maybe you're just not very good. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty problematic. And I think I, I'm always the, the, the fan of this. I think he needs to be moved to the bullpen. The fastball will play up a tick. Yep. He can go okay. back to just two pitches. I think he is a textbook, uh, even two inning guy out of the bullpen. I, I think that is a move that will be made sooner rather than later. Well, with the Tehran business. Yeah. I mean, we got we got Turnbull coming back, right? Yeah, should be soon. Hopefully, maybe. Uh, so here are some of the pitchers that we've signed over the last 10 years. No, five, six years. Uh, Jabba and Gorzolani in 2015. 
<laughs> Gorsalani. Not so great. Uh, in 2016, we traded for uh, Francisco Rodriguez, signed Jordan Zimmerman, Mike Pelfrey, and Mark Lowe. Mixed results there. Mm. It's a joke. Those are all terrible. Uh, mm. In 2018, Liriano and Fires. Uh, not great. Matt Moore and Fires was good. Yeah, that's Fires true. was good. We ended up trading Fires to the A's. Oakland. Yeah, and then he played pitched really good after that. Fires was, has probably been the best of the bunch for yes. us. Matt Moore and Tyson Ross, then Ivan Nova, and then this year, Tehran and Urania. Yeah, not, so not great. Matt Moore and Ross were are like the cliche of wasted effort. Yeah. I feel like I have a hard time throwing Matt Moore quite in that same bracket because he got hurt and he was halfway decent before he got hurt. But right, I mean, but that, like that comes along with scraping yeah. the bottom of the barrel as we do. Um, Is Teron going to be, I mean, he, he went on the 60 day. I mean, we, might, I, I got to say this, right. I L we might not see him again in a tiger's uniform. I, that's what I wonder. Yeah. He might just be done, which it was a beautiful, one start seven days that we got to got to dream on him. good grief hopefully julio will will bounce back and have a, a good rest of his career um is this just symptomatic of as i said scraping the bottom of the barrel or are we not very good yeah. at evaluating talent i mean no, it can it can I be mean, both there's a reason the free agents we get are the free agents we get and that they're that is they're cheap I mean, when you buy stuff at uh, the dollar store and try to make it work, there's a better chance of it breaking. Uh, teams are willing to pay more for more uh, reliable, sturdy, less injury-prone players, uh, and we get the, yeah, like you said, the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. All right, so we've talked a lot of negatives, which isn't usually our MO, so I want to end this with a little bit of positivity. Yes. There are some players on this team that are due some positive regression. We are going to name okay. them. Okay. Am I going to name them? Do you have any here? <laughs> well, um, so Robbie Grossman uh, has walked. So he's got like 10 walks, but he's probably going to hit and you show you've seen it a little bit. He's probably going to hit more and in, in with some more extra base power. So that's going to normalize. He'll probably walk less and hit more or walk the same and hit more. Oh, that would be nice. I mean, he could lead the AL in, in OBP. He could lead baseball. And I'm just kidding. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but I don't remember the actual numbers, but for a while he was like, he had a OBP that was off the charts in a, in a zero batting <laughs> average or something like that. I thought that was funny. Last I checked, it was North of 400. I mean, that I, somebody, somebody tweeted this and I can't remember a, a good host would remember, but it's been a long time since we've had a real pain in the butts leadoff guy. We got one now. Like I, even if he doesn't turn out to be, you know, a, a five war guy, which he obviously won't, yep. uh, he, he is a plus, and it's been a while since yeah. we've actually signed a plus. When it comes to not swinging, Robbie Grossman is the best at not swinging. He's your guy. He is your guy. I love guys who do nothing. A <laughs> uh, couple couple interesting stats I found. Miggy's uh, batting average on balls in play. Obviously, he's injured right now. 105. There will be some, some positive regression coming for Miggy's batting average. It didn't seem that low, but looking up this morning, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably got some coming. Uh, and Tyler Alexander, 7.36 homers per nine this year. Oh. He's given up a lot of home runs. His career rate's only 1.92. That'll normalize. Like, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Tyler Alexander guy. Like, I think his talent is marginal. But he's, he's better than what he's shown. Another guy who I think will show more, uh, and he 
had the golden sombrero yesterday, and that is Jonathan Scope. I predicted him to be good, and okay, he may not, he still he's going to strike out a lot, but he'll get better. Yeah, definitely. He was, he was better last year. In there, he'll be fine. It's I I put this completely down to being to to getting a camp late. Like I I think it's that sure. simple. Yeah, yeah. I still think that he is like we've been talking about a bit of a bottom of the barrel free agent signing. Like he's not great, but he is a lot better than what he's shown. Yeah. And, I, and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter. It's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Power rankings. Um, we have both done some travel recently. We have. Yes. And I also saw this interesting um, ranking uh, there was this study where some college or whatever, uh, nerds. <laughs> some nerds uh, created the study where they presented people with two states okay. and the people had to just simply select which of the two American states they preferred. And using this technique, they ranked all the states. I like this. And I think it was a fascinating technique for ascertaining which is the best state yeah seems fair yeah so uh you know it's kind of it's this nerdy elo style ranking but but they did it and i i won't i won't spoil it for you who was worst and last or best and last we but. know who was worst it was ohio for ohio no don't, don't have any pity for ohio <laughs> okay. Ohio's the worst so I have for you the seven best and three worst American states. Okay, this is interesting. We've had a lot of geography stuff from you lately. Yeah, I, like I it. know. I'm, I'm dipping into this poop pond again, but you no, know, I, 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 I think, think it's I good. Done a lot of food lately, and I, I wasn't feeling the food. And all right, I got well, I got no issues here. I think this is good. And writing instruments was recently taken, so I couldn't do that. Yeah, put, uh, where where did you land on Keenan's power rankings? Do you like him? Uh, he did a he did a pretty serviceable job. I, I did listen, and I, I kind of laughed because he was trying to exude my kind of energy, yeah. which uh, which I applaud. Definitely. I mean, he made you um, he made you expendable. Yeah, yeah. He's an upgrade. I heard <laughs> several times. Yes, talking smack about me. I'm a, I'm I'm cut to the core, <laughs> deeply offended. Just write something. States number seven. This is going to be kind of a surprise, but it's it's only number seven, and I'm choosing Pennsylvania. Okay, why? Uh, it's got cool cities, historic Philadelphia. Pittsburgh is cool. Our own 
Farm Club Erie. Pennsylvania, you know, yeah. uh, it's got a mix of good big cities. It's got beautiful natural areas. It's got Big Ten colleges. It's 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 Penn's forests. It's it's the Sylvania. True, and Mr. it's uh, it's got Lancaster County. A little bit of a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's got the omelets in there. It's great. I like Pennsylvania's fine. Uh, number six is Colorado. Ooh. It's beautiful, right? It's got the mountains. I enjoy nice skiing. You can go up and down the, the hills. It's got Denver, which provides some some class. Uh, I hear it's got, you know, hipster, hippie cities like Boulder. And um, it's it's kind of on the leading edge of the marijuana if you're into drugs. We're actually going out to uh, Colorado for vacation this summer. Is is that right? Yeah. I won't ask you about the recreational all opportunities. Have, all I have to do is go outside in my neighborhood and I have a recreational opportunity. <laughs> I don't need to go to Colorado for that. <laughs> my neighborhood South constantly Bend. smells like recreational opportunities. Yeah, I could smell. I, I drove past South Bend twice and there's just this fog of opportunity smoke over top. <laughs> so, uh, number, where am I? Five, Oregon. I have to confess, I've never been to Oregon. Me either. But just the pictures, it's got mountains. It seems beautiful. It has a nice climate, Yeah. from what I understand, you know, kind of moderate. Um, Portland, yeah. I've always heard, it's, it's got a lot of a lot, a lot of hipsters. A lot of, is this, is, the, that's a theme that's running through all these. It's starting to make me yeah, wonder I, about I just, you. Yeah, I, I love the eco crowd. <laughs> uh, number four is Hawaii. You been right? No, but it's the essence of tropicalness. Yeah, it's gorgeous. The reason it's not higher is um, it's a pain to get to. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you have a long flight for us peons who live in the continental, the contiguous United States. Yeah, I feel like you can end up in other states, but you have to like purposefully go to Hawaii. Yeah. But I want to walk down the stairs off my airplane and have a beautiful woman put a flower necklace on me. I'm actually good. I want that, the leg. I think. I think I think I'm good. I'd rather you can have, have that mine. than the cuddle. Save the cuddle. Put the flowers on my neck. I'll start that app, and then you can you can do that. I could be a layer. I can go around laying people with the flower necklace. With the flower necklace. That's what I'm saying. There we go. Uh, number three is New York. Now, there's a reason tourists, when they visit the United States, by and large, go to New York or think of New York. It's a cultural center. I mean, go see Hamilton. In New York, you can be a new man. It's right there in the musical. But it's got the Adirondacks, the Finger Lakes, Lake Placid. It's got both. It's got it's got uh, city and country. Saying get you a state that can do both? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Um, with the exception of this next state, uh, I just returned from there, and that's Florida. Now, Florida has a reputation for having insane people because it does have insane people. <laughs> that's why it has that reputation. I, I've met people in Florida who are legitimately insane. But it's got cool cities, you know, Miami, Tampa, big college towns. It's a wonderful refuge to go 
when it's cold. But it's got lakes. It's got fishing. The nature is eh, low. It's kind of swampy, but it's it's still nice. Yeah. Where else it, can you go when it's freezing out? Even the swamp has its own ecosystem. Yeah, you your Florida Panthers and your Gators. Like, there's there's still cool stuff even in the Everglades. True. I went to the Circle B Bar Ranch and read the signs. I know. That's the place in Lakeland where they have the nature. <laughs> is that is that the, the one spot where they have the nature? Is that the one Lakeland. park where there was so much snake humping that they had to keep everybody out for like a week? You know what I'm talking about? To, to so people weren't scarred by all the snake humping? No, I think they didn't want to disturb the snake humping. <laughs> they wanted them to hump in peace. Uh, how uh, you know, I'm not going to ask too many questions, but it seems like a long drown out affair. Uh, apparently stay coping yes somebody out there listening i'm sure knows Clean lyrics. can we say humping sure we, do what we, want. we spent the first half of the show talking about garden or garden how you nudity or whatever you're the only one that wanted him naked i was just asking about cuddling <laughs> you're the one taking his clothes off wouldn't he be, wouldn't he be kind of red kind would, of I would you know, flashy so. yeah definitely yeah. Rosie. Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. That's the perfect description. Uh, state number one, and I regret to inform you that the best state is still California. Oh, I did not see that coming. I yeah. assumed it was Michigan, it's... considering, you know, <laughs> Michigan. No. <laughs> California has a beautiful climate. There's a reason people want to live in Los Angeles, and it's not just movie stars. Uh, it's got beautiful cities. It's got a variety, right? There's a reason Hollywood is in Hollywood because they had a lot of um, set opportunities to choose from. And if you sense. notice the theme in my rankings, I, I like the diversity. And the if I want to go to a lake or the ocean or see a mountain or go to a, a show or a city, California kind of has it all. It's yeah. a pretty good state. That's number one. All right. That's fair. Okay. Three worst. Uh Nebraska is third from the worst. What are you doing for us, Nebraska? You got the corn huskers, but they're no, that's about all you have. Yeah. I genuinely like if you were to say name three facts about Nebraska, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Nebraska's helmet, it's got like an N in aerial font. Like that's all they got. Yep. That's all you got. Number two is North Dakota. You couldn't even have Mount Rushmore, North Dakota. What are you trying for? What are you doing up there for us? Maybe they're tanking to try and join South Dakota. I, I told you in the previous podcast, just mush them together. Yeah, why not? We don't need two Dakotas. Just call it Dakota. Dakota. One. It's yeah. fine. Number one worst state. I'm gonna, you gotta guess. I'm going to be very disappointed with you if it's not Ohio. It's not Ohio. It's Mississippi. <laughs> Sounds like it comes from a recent personal experience. No, oh, I just Mississippi. What are you? What are you giving us? You have no cool cities. It's hot. Uh, you have the big river, but you don't even have New Orleans. And you, it just feels like you have super large amounts of racism. <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah, like yeah, <laughs> it's not funny. You're laughing at, but. I feel like if I wanted to really find a racist, like where would I look? Yeah, Mississippi, Alabama, for sure. Yeah, maybe Alabama. I mean, but... the, Mississippi and Alabama are the same state, also. So, 
Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. The only the only thing good it's got for it is it's got a it's it's fun to spell. Yeah, that's true. M I S S I S S I P P I. It's probably the like longest word that you know how to spell. Probably. Uh, thank you, friends. That was Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. Nothing on the side of the road this week, so let's jump right into Twitter questions. Oh, okay. Twitter questions. You didn't see anything alongside the road. What do you? Not really. I saw. I saw a, a you know from Winnie the Pooh Tigger the uh, tiger, which. Now that I'm saying that, I understand why they named him that. Uh, I saw a beanie baby of him. On <laughs> Did the- that just dawn on you? I never thought about it. It didn't, doesn't tiger tiger like it didn't impact my life in any way. Not something on, I've on. thought through. Okay, uh, Twitter questions. I'm pulling them up on my cellular telephone, so I can talk to you on the computer. Okay, uh, Pizza Slayer J Slaw. 0809 says on recent pod you replied to a question stating this must be one of the slaws do you think anyone in history has ever replied to the questions by saying this must be one of the salt of the monkeys pretty good question so i gotta tell you i mean the slaws here in western michigan are like rabbits (laughs) they're like smiths they're next to the molders in, in Dutch reproduction. They're all hanging out somewhere in East Sagatog and everywhere you find is slaw. They're they're all over. Okay, good to know. It's kind of an in, inside joke, but Take, they'll enjoy that. I'm taking notes. Okay. Uh I feel like they're where I, uh, how hard can this be, people? Just respond to the post that I put. Here, I'll read some while you're searching. This one okay. comes from Nick Wisniski. What two current tigers would make the best spring break odd couple? Oh, so you want somebody who's uh, talks a lot and somebody who doesn't talk at all. See, I was thinking somebody that's like super serious and someone that's super silly. Yeah, that's, that's right. So I feel like Griner would make a good one for uh serious. Yeah. Miggy and Griner. That, yes, there we go. Miggy is obviously the, like the super famous, choice. big bling earrings has all the wealth in the world. And Grayson Griner. <laughs> that, that's a good I answer. Have, yeah. I like that. The consensus. Um, which uh, current, this is Brett Yoder asks, what current slash former Tiger player most likely to be a wet blanket on a spring break trip? I mean, that, I feel like that kind of goes along with what we just did. Um, My answer is Alex Avila. Why? Because... He's a grandpa. He's got grandpa energy and he's the boss's kid. That's true. He's keeping an eye on you. That is true. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily think there's a lot of wet blankets on our team. No, that's true. Maybe Boyd. Um, Shawnee Pat asks of the following, who is with the team still as they turn the corner rank and likelihood and our choices are Boyd, Turnbull, Fulmer, and Candelario. So I thought about this question a little bit, and I think the answer is, who do we re-sign? Because yeah. it could be a little while. Yeah, definitely. And maybe these guys, um, you know, arbitration years would expire or whatever. Of those, I would maybe say 
Candelario? Yeah, I would definitely say that that he is the most likely, followed by Boyd. I could see Boyd being a, a lifer. You know, it's almost like which of these guys is the worst because that's the that's guy who, who get a forward to resign. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I would say uh, Fulmer, he just is all energy. He's an injury risk all the time. He's already had a Tommy John. I don't think it's him. I would say Candelario, Turnbull, Boyd, and Fulmer. That's my ranking. All right. Uh, Michael Litzner asks, who do the Tigers commission for the Akil Badu statue that will be at Comerica Park? I got to be honest with you. I don't know any sculptors. Uh, for Akil Badu is going to be up there, Hall of Fame. I think it's got to be one of the Ninja Turtle <laughs> sculptors, right? Yes. Michelangelo or Donatello. Dig them like, up bring, and put them to work. Yeah, bring, Get one of the Ninja Turtle guys back to life and get them carving. Yeah, that's the right call. Um, Osmati are the distasteful, whose handle is Slugwizzy, Slugwizzy. asks, what, this goes with our theme for the night, what is the most painful place you have ever been sunburned? This is going to sound like a cop-out, but it's true. Uh, with my Filipino blood, I've never really been sunburned too often. Ooh, much. get that melatonin going. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have a couple stories if you want to hear them. Absolutely. I'm surprised you didn't say no. Um, we all the most hear them. The most painful place I've ever been sunburned, and this is stupid, but uh, I was skiing in Colorado as a um, like middle schooler, and uh, as you know, the sun is still pretty intense even when it's cold out, and it, and uh, so you when you're skiing, you have to put on some pretty significant sunscreen. Really, I didn't well, know that. Yeah, so even if it's cold, it's the sun's still intense, and you're at altitude because you're skiing and. It, it makes it more intense. So I slathered, that's a technical, slathered my face with the sunscreen, but I missed the bottom of my nose and the light all reflects off the snow and it burned the bottom of my nose. And um, I had blisters and it was peeling and it was the most painful thing. I'd sunburn on the bottom of my nose. Wow. That is incredible. I never would have guessed that that was possible. No. You might yeah, be the was, first and or only. I don't know. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty intense, but I was, I was in pain for pain with that. Um, Mr. Brightside, another slaw, C slaw 88. I told you like which bunnies. current there they're Dutch bunnies. Which current or former tiger do you feel would be the greatest clomping dancer? I have to set this up for you. Maybe. Say, you're on your own with this one. So in Holland, Michigan, which I where I grew up is in tulip time, which is coming up normally without COVID, they do this uh, folk dance, which is called, you know, it's like a traditional Dutch dance, which is called clomping dancing. So which tiger would be the best at clomp? And you do it in wooden shoes. It's get that clomp sound. So there is a right answer to the which current tiger. Do you have a guess? I was going with a past tiger, Drew Verhagen. Verhagen, you got the Dutch. Uh, Andy, do you remember Andy Van Hecken? Yeah, of course. He he graduated from Holland High School. So he yeah, was... I played a game uh, in high school in the. Dutch Dome? Is that what they yeah. call it? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. his name was plastered all over the place oh, yeah. for yeah, yeah, everything. 
But there is a current tiger who is the right answer, and that is, of course, Derek Holland. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Naturally, of Naturally. course. Uh, Nick Nick Wazinski asks, "Oh, you you covered that one." I sure okay. did. Uh, Evan nineteen nine fifty asks. It's a lot of numbers. Yeah, stop with the numbers. Do you like Bally Sports so far? That's a good question. What do you think? Well, I mean, this is just, you ever have it where you get the Meyer granola bar or, you know, uh, Nutri-Green bar and you open the box and you look at it and it, there's, there's nothing that says Meyer on it. And then you go to Publix or somewhere and you open the Nutri-Green bar and it also says there's no like branding on it. Basically, what I'm getting at is the packaging is different, but there's nothing different. I mean, this is private label broadcasting. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I I like the Bally branding a little bit better. It seems a little cleaner. But other than that, it's Fox exactly Sports the same. Detroit was always kind of a mouthful, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was. I don't know. It felt a little cartoonish at at times. Like it was, you know, the dancing robot on Fox, like football. It always struck me as a version of that. Does the gambling thing, I mean, that doesn't really, I'm surprised they haven't plugged the Bally brand in terms of gambling more. Because it's a casino in Vegas and all is that. Is it? I didn't, yeah. I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised too. Um, also, this is stupid, but it's also been a ch- an adjustment for me going from blue to red. It's like, what am I watching? Oh, oh, because everything's red now instead of blue. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Okay. Um, the second part of Evan's question, since Aaron Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy right now, which current or past Tiger player or coach or media member would be a good host? For Jeopardy? For Jeopardy. Based on what everyone seems to tell me, I would assume Curtis Curtis Granderson would be. Oh, yeah, that's um, good. I, you, you know, know what? I'd, um, I'd love to see Simo do it. No, you would No. No, no, I mean, no. Be, <laughs> trying to pronounce those French words. I think that would be incredible. <laughs> I very much do want to see that. That would that would be something. Kind of like I like to watch gymnastics for when they fall. <laughs> what, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Why else would you watch gymnastics or figure skating? That's the best part. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't watch them. Yeah, um, maybe, yeah, you want somebody super educated. How about our Dartmouth bro, Osmus? I don't know. Do we have any Harvard or Yale grad? I mean, we need some smart people. I'm going to assume not. Some cultured people. Have I you watched know. Rogers on, on Jeopardy at all? No. He's actually been pretty good. I saw good. one clip. Right He's now. actually been pretty good. The thing that, that really stuck out to me watching him was, holy crap, Alex was incredible. Like, he was so good. There's yeah. so many things that are happening so fast, and you have to be the arbiter of all this stuff. Like, uh, I thought Rogers did a, did a really good job, but it Alex was a legend. He was an absolute stud. But Well, when you practice for three decades or whatever, you better be pretty good at it. But, yeah, I mean, you need to know how to pronounce a lot of stuff. You need the cadence of the questions. You know how to, you know, there's these place names and linguistic things. He, he made it seem easy. The little small talk bantery th- stuff that they do, yeah, that is yeah. my absolute nightmare. I would not oh, hate that. Oh, I hate that. that. I hate that. They should get rid of that. Definitely. 
you know what they should do? Just post a couple things from their social media and like, oh, here's a picture of this guy's fish. Here, here's her, her, you know, muffin recipe. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you. Boom. Skip the small talk. Definitely. What else you got? Anything? Oh, that's it. That's it for Twitter questions. Thank you, friends, for participating. But if you could make them better next time, that'd be great. Just straight up insulting our listeners. <laughs> Yeah, be better. The effort was fine this this week, but if it could be better next week, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's like coaching Miguel Cabrera. You know, you always get to take the star players and get them that extra extra percent. All about marginal gains. What up, fam? This is, of course, your boy Jordan here to tell you about one of my all time favorites, Moots Pizzeria and Bar. It is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the Motor City and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. You know me, I don't play when it comes to pizza, and this is where it's at. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like Garlic Knots, the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, Gemelli Pasta, and that Chocolate Lava Cake is hotter than Andrew Romine in April. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies and grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours of parking in Lot Z. Tell them Jordan and Eric sent you. All right. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's Brain. And the show is at Podcastianos. We'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Eric, anything else to say? to the people before we get out of here for another week sorry we scarred you with all the mental imagery on this episode we'll we'll try to do better next time sorry not sorry more clothes next time you know covering up with some hoodies that being said we will catch you guys next week and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye you see my shirt i ironed my shirt today like an adult on purpose yeah i ironed it This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.